100% born in the Appalachian Mountains and made in the USA, Timber Ninja Outdoors provides a range of mobile hunting options to accommodate diverse hunting preferences. Whether you prioritize comfort, lightweight design, or versatility, their two-panel and single-panel saddles collection has something for everyone. The Black Belt Nano is the lightest single-panel saddle available on the market, weighing in under a pound. The saddle is designed with the minimalist hunter in mind, focusing on lightweight functionality and breathability. One notable feature is the patent-pending magnetic stick clip system on the side, which allows for convenient transportation of sticks up the tree, as well as a built-in platform holder. The Nano Saddle can be folded up to the size of a Nalgene bottle, enabling easy portability. With a four-way stretch material on the back for a comfortable fit, as well as strategically placed padding for hip pinch relief. You can use code EASTMEETSWEST to get free shipping on any Timber Ninja order. If you try it out and don't like it, send it back within 30 days for a full refund. Learn more at TimberNinjaOutdoors.com and sign up for their email newsletter for exclusive discounts and product drops. Are you an adventurer looking to take your hunt to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to East Meets West Hunt with your host, Bo Martonic. All right, we're live. Welcome back to another episode of the East Meets West Hunt Podcast, Mountain Buck Q&A edition, and this podcast is brought to you by Timber Ninja Outdoors. The way this podcast works is different from the weekly show, and it's just a short 10 to 20 minute episode that's answering your questions based on my experiences, what I've had all around Big Woods, Mountain Bucks. If I don't think I have a good way to answer the question. I just won't answer it and we'll move along. But this is some things that that I feel are important. I've chose these questions out of the ones that have been asked that I think really relate to the time of year as well as a lot of different experiences. So most of the questions up until this point that have come in have been a bunch of different questions that I've pulled and basically put into one to be able to answer on the show. Now this one is comes from uh, an individual, Ryan Gauntner, that sent it in via email here. And he had a couple of questions here that I thought were really good. And I wanted to answer it specifically, specifically and directly with that question. If you have any questions, by the way, please send them in to my email, bowdeesmeetswesthunt.com and put in the subject line, Mountain Buck Q&A, so I can find them there and organize it and and do all that stuff. But anyways, so Ryan wrote in for big woods hunters who are walking way back in. Do you care about foot noise? Drives me crazy trying to get way back in before light and crunching leaves and whatnot. I've observed deer a number of times shortly after I've made what I considered too much noise. Just wondering your opinion. Also, what kind of wind and access I've been using it on a macro level and calling a whole area off limits. If the wind is going that way, for example, if I have an East wind, I'd hunt the East side of the patch with the wind in my face, but not the West, but you could theoretically go in the West and position yourself so that the location has a good wind for you. Would you do that? Do you hunt the wind on a micro level, such as the wind is bad for the walk in, but good for the trail and scrape slash bed you would be set up on? Would you hunt that or wait till the wind was good for access and the micro hunting location? So this is a really good question and it's kind of a complicated answer. So I'm going to do my best to, to be able to answer this. I'll start with the first one about foot noise. So foot noise, when the 
especially if you get in an area with a bunch of oak trees and you get get into November and most of the leaves have fallen off the trees and you haven't had much rain in a while, it's extremely loud to be able to walk through the woods. And I, I do care about that for access when it comes to moving in for an evening sit or an afternoon in the daylight and walking or trying to scout and still hunt, man, it doesn't, it doesn't help you. There's no sneaking along there. And I do think that does bother it. Now, if you're accessing at night before, you know, morning sit or anything, I, I tend not to worry about it as much. And I don't really even try to, to walk slow or, or move, you know, really methodically. It's just like, get to where you're going. You're making noise no matter what. Do it. Try not to snap every stick out there, but just get to your location where you're going to. And I, cause I tend to find, and we talked about it in the headlamp Q and a a little bit, but deer don't really get bothered as much as at night. And I'm not saying gray light. I'm saying at night. So a good hour before it even starts breaking light or even earlier than that to be able to get in at that point, I don't, I don't really worry about it as much from the, the sound aspect of it, but I definitely think foot noise is, is a big deal. And one thing that you can do with the afternoon ones, and this is something I learned from Johnny Stewart when I hunted with him a few years back was it was super noisy and we were coming out to this point and he, he did the, the process that he's called heel to toe. So you just heel toe, heel toe as you're coming down through. So that's one way to be able to access in uh, to be able to do that once you get closer to the tree. I haven't done it a whole lot myself. That's something that has worked for Johnny and, uh, and I've done it with him and, and it makes, it makes a whole lot of sense because you're not sounding like a human as you're walking through the woods. So that's uh one option there. That's kind of my thoughts with noise. Now going to wind and access. So I've been, you know, have you ever wanted to have Levi Morgan, Andy May, Johnny Stewart, and others available at all times? Well, you can with CyberScout from Spartan Forge. CyberScout is like the chat GPT for outdoors men and women. You can ask it any questions related to bow building, scouting, hunting, survival, and a whole lot more. I think you'll be impressed with how it responds. CyberScout is currently out now for a select group of early beta testers and will be available to the rest of you really soon. The entire app is a complete tool for planning your hunt with incredible aerial imagery mapping, journaling, deer prediction, and some of the most accurate and detailed weather data. Use the code EASTMEETSWEST to save 20%, and if you're still on the fence, give the 14-day free trial a chance at SpartanForge.ai. This is another, this is the complicated one because access wind is really important to me depending on the time of year, what type of access, and the time of day of access, and also considering thermals into that mix. So, if I were to be going to a place that let's, let's use your example here, Ryan. So you said if you'd hunt the East side, um, of a patch of say Laurel that was on a Hill there, um, you know, being able to access it, to, to come in there and being worried about coming in from the, the East there or the, yeah, coming in from the East. So I, I try to go in with the, with the wind in my favor, but you got to understand if you're on any sort of steep, 
hill or anything there at night and it's not wind if the winds are less than 10 miles an hour you're probably gonna be dealing with a whole lot of thermals there so you can still access from that side and not have a problem getting in now when it becomes when it comes uh the afternoon then obviously if the sun is beating on whatever side of that hill would be like an east facing ridge then you're probably going to have more of an upward thermal pull and that wouldn't be the case no matter which way the wind was blowing on that that particular side so you got to think about that throw that all in there and the other thing is type of access so there's many places that that i've hunted over the years that have a sort of a gated road uh or some sort of a hiking trail that's going through an area now i will use those trails and those roads even if the wind is not correct to go to a certain area and then cut back off of that trail once i'm past the point and having the wind in my favor to walk back towards the the location if that makes any sense because those deer are so used to people either uh, you know walking down those roads mountain biking doing whatever for recreational activities i don't think they're that concerned with it and they may even be watching it at that at, at that point and i don't feel that that has a whole lot of impact so i will walk past an area on a road to get into a place not worried about kind of where my scent's blowing at that particular time and then when i make when I get off of that trail, that's when it's all, when it's really important to me. So that's a way I've been able to kind of, you know, quote unquote, cheat that system to, to be able to go and get to my spot where sometimes it's not always great for access on, on wind. Now, the other time is, you know, the, the time of day for access. So, you know, walking at the night again, that's a little bit less important to me as far as which way the wind is is going now i do think that deer have uh, a more a more keen sense of awareness for smell than they do the eyesight at night as far as detecting danger so i'm i'm paying attention to a lot more but i'm a i would be more willing to take a little bit of a risk walking in the dark than I would be walking in the, in the daylight to go through there. And you got to think too, of like, where are those deer going to be at? You know, just because, you know, you're coming in and you're hunting the scrape and your wind might be blowing that direction as you're heading in, those deer might not be there at that particular time. So that's, that's something that I, I think about quite a bit. Like, so there's an example where uh, a spot that I'd been hunting where there's a, a newer clear cut that's pretty open that they seem to be feeding on at night. Now, I'm not going to walk through that no matter what the wind's doing at night to access a location. But in uh, when I'm heading in for an evening sit and I'm heading in the afternoon, now I'm going to use that location to be able to get in versus going on the backside of the bedding or whatever I think that they're they're laying down for the day so that's something that that i would uh consider and then also the time of year so the rut the rut is is kind of a, a little bit of a differentiator here like i am i am more willing to take risks if i have to i'm i'm the way i look at everything is i try to find the best access no matter what the time of year is stay disciplined with it but when the rut comes around and i can't access say there's private land on one corner and i can't come in from this bottom or i can't come from this way because i think they're feeding here or whatever i'm i'm a lot 
more willing to take a risk because I'm looking for deer that are cruising through that area. I'm not hunting bedding and or specific buck bedding, I guess I should say. So that's that's something that I definitely play into my thoughts as far as access goes. So really, I, I would I would ask yourself and what I ask myself is, you know, the time of year, the type of access, time of day, and what are the thermals going to be doing? And that's how I'm going to go in. So it's a little bit of a, I start from a macro level and then I kind of peel it down to a micro level on how I'm heading in there and accessing it. So hope that wasn't too confusing. Hopefully that helped you out a little bit here. I appreciate everybody listening to the, the podcast here in these Q&A episodes. As I said earlier, if you have any questions, send them in to bowdeastmeetswesthunt.com with Mountain Buck Q&A in the subject line. If you enjoy the podcast, please share it with your friends, family, anyone that you think that would benefit from it, and leave a rating and review. Good luck. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of East Meets West Hunt with your host, Bo Martonic. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit eastmeetswesthunt.com, Facebook at East Meets West Outdoors, and Instagram at East Meets West Hunt. If you enjoyed today's episode, please review and subscribe, and we'll catch you next time.